You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your protection, your exceedingly great reward. But at Abram or Abraham, who had just come through the worst 2020 season of his life and was still in a bad mood and a little bit disappointed and a little bit discouraged and a little bit angry and, to be honest, a little bit disillusioned with God after the season he'd had, said, Lord God, what will you give me? Seeing I go childless. I'm surrounded by stuff, but it means nothing because there is one unfulfilled desire on the inside of my heart and it doesn't feel like it's going to happen. And the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. I'm I'm not even sure if I like him very much, to be quite honest with you. Then Abraham said, look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. So here he is venting. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him again saying, this one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. So God interrupts his negative confession with a faith statement, with a vision of what could be. Abraham, I'm telling you right now, you're going to dream big. And you may be in melancholy and disappointment and despair and discouragement and disillusionment right now, but I'm telling you, dream big because you're going to have a baby. And then he brought him outside and said, look now toward heaven and count the stars if you're able to number them. And even this is so beautiful and speaks to the character of God right here. He could have just said, Abraham, you're going to have a baby, but he didn't. I love how extra God is, so extra, so poetic. He's like, come outside and look at the sky. Look at all the stars, look at them. And he grabbed him by the face, I imagine, and he lifted his head up and Abraham was struck with the beauty of the sky and the stars like diamonds in black velvet. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. And he believed, this is Abraham, believed in the Lord and God accounted it to him as righteousness. So as you're writing, look at me. Just pretend I'm I'm the Lord today. Look at me. I'm grabbing your face. I do not want you to get to heaven with a whole lot of uncashed checks. I think it's sad sometimes, if I'm honest with you, what happens in the church because we reduce our preaching and our testimonies sometimes down to the worst story in the room. And I think it's a great error because when you look at the Bible, we see stories of incredible transformation. And I want to tell you today, even though Abraham was married to a barren woman, God didn't need a fertile womb in order to bring about his promise. And maybe today you're looking around at impossible circumstances. And I believe the word of the Lord is in the midst of those circumstances, dream big. Dream big. Dream audacious, bold. Only God could do this kind of vision stuff. And I got to tell you today, that's my story. 
I mean, I feel like I'm telling it all the time. It's, it's one of the only things I've got to tell. But I didn't graduate high school. I left school in the 10th grade. I never went to college. I don't have a degree. And yet I am a blessed woman with an incredible amount of influence and privilege because I dared to dream big. It costs you nothing to dream. And there you are with this beautiful paper in front of you and a pen. Put it. We have done everything. Now it's up to you and the Lord. What is God saying about your 2021? When he came to Abraham and understand today that there is no difference between you. You're, we're sons and daughters of Abraham, the Bible tells us. So understand that God is no respecter of persons. What he did for him, he can do for you. But so many of us have been in the doom and gloom of disappointment and discouragement and feeling like nothing will ever work out our way, that our dreamer has been compromised. God wants you to dream big. I love this scripture in Psalm chapter 2, verse 8. It's David speaking and it's the Lord speaking to David in a decree. And he says to him, David, if you had have asked of me, I would have made the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possessions. What are you doing? What are you dreaming for? What are you asking for today? It's so important after the year we had for us to not be bogged down in everything that can't happen. Why not you? When you read the stories of the miraculous things that are in the Bible and all the dreams and the desires fulfilled and all the the interventions and the transformations, why do you disqualify yourself? I, I love that in the end of that first passage of Scripture that I read to you, the Bible says that when Abraham believed, it was counted to him as righteousness. And you thought righteousness was having a big fat Bible that was fully underlined and knowing it back to front and being able to prophesy the paint off the wall. That will make me righteous. But right here, the Bible is saying that God called Abraham righteous because he believed God could do what he said he was going to do. That puts things in a whole different... You think of the worst rascal who still smokes and maybe vapes. God says, you know what? If they believe me at my word, I count them as righteous. They might smell like they've been to hell, but I tell you what, they're not going there. We've totally missed it. We judge people by the way they look, the external, whether they got a fish on the back of their car, the way they wear their clothes, how many tattoos they have or don't have. God God calls the righteous person, the person who will dream big in spite of impossible odds. What are you doing with your dreamer today, friends? I came here to agitate you just a little bit because I can't lie to you. And I've got to be honest with you, I'm frustrated with a culture in the church globally that has reduced vision down to the worst story in the room. Lift up your eyes. God had to grab Abraham by the scruff of the neck and get him out of his confined space, out of his tent. Abraham, get out of there. You're in a tiny place and look up at the stars. Do you not think the same God that created the stars can create something beautiful in your life out of nothing? Dream big. All right, I want you to do some kind of movement with your body, just like we're shaking our 2020 wiggles out. That's the way. Dream big. 
All right. The next dream. Now, the next dream happened to a man that is, if, if I'm honest, quite neglected in the scriptures unless it's Christmas time. And even then, he's kind of surpassed a little bit by his wife. So, you know, a lot like Jürgen and I, really. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. So the second dream is this one. We're going to dream big. Now we're going to dream broad. Somebody say dream broad. So I want to ask you this question. If your dreams came true, would they just bless you or would they bless other people? All right. So we've got to dream big, but does your dream include the blessing of others? I love Joseph in the Bible. And as I've read a little bit more about his story, it's become really clear to me what an incredible man he was. And he had a dream. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 21, it says this, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, imagine. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant. Uh Uh-oh. How many of you guys would be heading for the hills? You'd be writing passive-aggressive posts on Facebook about... Oh, that one, don't trust women, they're bad news. Okay, so he's in this position where he's betrothed to Mary, like it's been, it's been set up, he's in love, they're in love. And then all of a sudden she, she starts to grow a little bit of a belly and it wasn't because she'd been having too many Coronas at the beach in Mexico. <laughs> and then she says to him, I'm... I'm pregnant, but it's the Lord's baby. I mean, can you imagine? Come on. (laughs) Far-fetched today, far-fetched then. But even in the midst of this, this man of great character, he says, I'm going to put her away privately. In other words, I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. I'm not going to go on a public shaming tour. I'm going to deal with it discreetly because I care about this woman. All right. So he's a good person. But then he has a dream and God gives him a broad dream. And it says here, because Joseph was faithful to the law, but he did not want to expose her to public disgrace. What a man. What a man. I could preach forever on that. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Now, this was a dream that he had. Who's to know whether he woke up the next morning and was thinking to himself, now, was that really God or was that pizza? But the truth is this dream that Joseph had cost him a lot. Will your dream or does your dream cost you something in order to bring Jesus to the world in a way that he has not been manifest before? In all our dreaming, and I want you to believe God, dream big. Maybe you're here today, you've never 
owned a home or you come from a family or a line where you've they've never owned property in Jesus name dream big maybe you've been through failed relationship after failed relationship and and God's saying to you I want you to dream again for for a beautiful fulfilling marriage maybe you're here today and you've failed in business but there's something on the inside of you you want to go again I say to you dream big but right now I'm saying to you also dream broad how does your dream bless others Imagine the inconvenience. So for Joseph, like that was his reputation. Nobody else had the dream he had. He just had to walk around to the snickers and the sneers as he's pushing a baby carriage and they all know that ain't his baby. He's not the baby daddy. He's hearing the snickers and the sneers, watching the isolation, the rejection that is happening around them. His dream cost him something in order to bless other people. He had to parent a child that wasn't his. He had to protect a child that wasn't his. He had to provide for a child that wasn't his, all off a dream. What's your dream going to cost you today in order to bring Jesus to the world? You know, when I think about it, and I, I really do feel this point is prophetic, I, um, I get very, very sad when I go through a lot of social media and listen to a lot of news reports about the state of a lot of young people. And really it's not their fault. Some of the most unparented children on the face of the earth who actually have parents but are unparented. And I believe this portion of this message is prophetic because I feel in this new season that God is wanting to raise up Joseph's who will actually take responsibility for children that are not their own. And it will be an inconvenience. It could be anything from adopting, it could be anything from fostering, but maybe discipling. Finding a kid in your world who doesn't have a daddy. And I'm telling you, there are plenty of them. You can't turn around without seeing another kid who does not have a daddy in the home or a young woman who has not had a good role model to help raise them right, will your dream cost you? Will your dream bless you or bless those around you? I believe we're entering into that age where God is wanting to raise up Joseph's, people who will come alongside others and raise them in the ways of the Lord and bring Jesus to a generation. You know the amazing thing? To about this particular story of Joseph, he said yes to God when it cost him everything. So he didn't get any, any upfront bonuses. And you'll get a monthly stipend. And every, the whole world is going to think you're amazing. And you're going to get a hero clap every time you put your foster child on an Instagram post. Look at me, I'm amazing. You got none of that. He didn't, he didn't get to virtue signal like the rest of us, all right? He, had just, he just made the decision because it was the right thing to do. His dream cost him something. But you know the amazing thing that happened after that? That baby was born and then all of a sudden three kings show up, gold, frankincense and myrrh. Your decision to dream broad for God, you'll find you make that decision from a right place, from a right heart, provision will follow. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I will amen to that. All right. And finally, and hopefully the band is well on their way back soon. You got a couple of minutes, sorry. <laughs> you got about five minutes. Finally, dream big, 
dream broad, and I hope you're writing right now. Take the time just to write. I don't want to be a distraction today. I just want to be an inspiration. What is God saying to you? Dream big, dream broad, and dream deep. Dream number three, dream deep. And I left this one for last because it really is the activating factor to all of it. Costs us nothing to dream, but dreams cost you if you want to keep them. You think about the amount of people that wanted that dream girl, that dream guy, that dream marriage, that dream family, that dream job, that dream financial security, but it's going to cost you to keep those things. And it's actually found in asking God to develop your character. Many of us can can fill our dream and vision board and I don't want to diminish you believing God for things. It's not what this is about. But we can fill it with stuff, but we're not going to keep the stuff if we don't allow God to do a deep dive on our character and actually deal with some of the issues that have meant we've dreamt but we haven't been able to keep the dream. So last year and really an encounter I had with God this time last year was the premise for this message. He said to me, Leanne, would you let me write your vision card? He said, because if you let me write it, I'm going to write freedom from fear at the very top. Now, I had no idea what 2020 would hold. I had no idea the amount of trust I would need, the amount of boldness, courage and fearlessness I would need coming into 2020. But God knows exactly what we need. So today as you're writing, I want you to just incline your ear to the Lord. What is God saying as it relates to the deep things, the unseen things, the character things that He's wanting to develop in my life this year? Maybe it's wisdom. Maybe it's a greater level of discernment. I've seen so many people realise their dreams only to lose it all because of a lack of discernment. They partner with the wrong people. They make deal, They make shady deals. They don't think they don't use wisdom and discretion and they lose everything, sometimes including their reputations. And they had the dream in their hands, but they lost it all because they didn't deal with the deep character of their heart. And on this day of dreams, I would hate for you to write down your dreams and then see them slip through your fingers because you didn't have the character to keep them. So maybe today at the top of your list, you need to write, Lord, I pray, Father, for greater wisdom. You will never regret praying for more wisdom. In fact, the final dream is about a man named Solomon and God appeared to him during the night in a dream. And God said to him, ask for whatever you want me to give you. I mean, this was a a dream big moment. Can you imagine if God turned up in your bedroom and said, ask for me whatever you want me to give you. And Solomon answered, you have shown great kindness to me and my father, David. You made your servant king in place of my father. 
but I am a little child and I do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen, great people, too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? At the top of Solomon's vision card, Father, give me wisdom, give me discernment, give me understanding, give me an ability to be able to judge between that which is right and wrong. So today as we're dreaming, I want you to dream big. I want you to dream broad, but I also want you to dream deep. The best thing I ever did last year was let the Lord write my vision card. What is God saying? I want you to close your eyes for a second. What's he saying? This is just between you and him. You don't have to show your work to the person next to you. Nobody's allowed to copy. What is it he's saying? Maybe you've had some dreams and you've lost them and it's simply because God wants to develop something deep on the inside of you. So when the dream comes again, you're able to keep it. You've got a life that can contain the blessing that God wants to give you. Solomon prayed for wisdom and the Bible says that this request pleased the Lord. And because he asked for wisdom, he said, well, you know what? Because you asked for wisdom, I'm also going to give you honour and wealth so that in your lifetime, you will have no equal among kings. And if you walk in obedience to me and keep my decrees and commands as your father David did, I will give you a long life. Then Solomon awoke and he realised it had been a dream, but it was a God dream. It was a God-sized dream. So grab your pens, grab your paper and start to write. The band's going to play. I'm going to minister. But what I want you to do is just take this time now between you and the Lord and just start to think, how can you increase the level of your dream? Does your dream have faith attached? Is your dream, the way you're dreaming, is it a good indicator of the God you serve? Think about the world he created. Think about what he does, the vibrancy, the colour, the depth, the wonder, the beauty, the awe, the majesty. Are your dreams reflective of that? If you have any shame on you today, I say shame off you in Jesus' name. God came to Abraham and Abraham was in a personal rut. And many of you, you've reduced your, your dreams and God's ability down to how you view yourself. Never do that. Have your expectations in the right place. Some of you have put your expectations in man or the government. Don't do that. Put your hope in the Lord. Have your expectation in God. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 3.20, now to him who is able. If your expectations are in man, sure, go ahead and lower them. If your expectations are in the government, lower them again, even further. But if they're in God, lift them. Lift up your eyes, dream big, look at the sky. The same God that blessed and provided for Abraham, his heart's desire, 
is the same God that is here today with you, sitting right by you, waiting. You got your pen in your hand? I'm seeing a lot of penless hands start to write. We're going to pray over and anoint your dreams today and dream broad. How will your dreams and your visions for 2021 bless others? So much need out there. So many people who don't have this and they staggered into 2021. Ready to make the same mistakes this year as they did last year unless you engage, unless you step in. People in our worlds, people even in our own families, nieces, nephews, who is God impressing upon your heart today? God spoke to Joseph in a dream and that dream was inconvenient, but it's still blessing the world today. And finally, dream deep. What in your character, what issue is God wanting to deal with? Jesus came to the rich young ruler and the rich young ruler had it all going on on the outward, but God doesn't see as a man sees. The Bible says he looks at the heart. And he looks through the Versace suits and the fancy briefcase and the guy who had his calling card of excellence and success. And he said, one thing you lack. I think it's a good thing at the beginning of every year to ask Jesus the same question of ourselves. What's the one thing I can put on my vision card that's lacking on the inner me? Maybe I'm fearful Maybe I'm a controller. Maybe I try to control every environment I'm in so I don't have to feel pain or hurt. Maybe I'm anxious and God is wanting to deal with my fear and anxiety this year. Will you let him in? Put it on your vision card. Maybe you lack wisdom and you find yourself in the sa- repeating the same mistakes constantly because you just aren't wise. Well, the great thing about that is the Bible tells us in the book of James, those who ask the Lord for wisdom will get it. He will give it to them liberally and without measure. You you actually don't have to have a college degree to get wiser. In fact, I find some people with college degrees get get less wise. The Bible says those who lack wisdom can ask the Lord for it and he will give it to them liberally. Is it on your list today? I pray every day, my gosh, I was a pastor at 17. So much in my life was lacking. And every day I would say, Lord, give me wisdom. Father, give me wisdom. I got to lead people older than me, smarter than me, stronger than me, tougher than me. I can't do it without you. I'm telling you, I wrote a book on wisdom, not because of anything I learned in school, but because of something I prayed every day. Write it on top of your list. Father, I thank you this year you're going to give me wisdom. I thank you for wisdom. I'm going to grow in wisdom. So when the dreams and the visions and the plans that you have for me come to pass, I have the kind of character that can hold on to them. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.